Welcome to The Savvy Founder, the one place for entrepreneurs and business owners, away from the everyday bustle, where we help you find your path to a profitable and bright future. Now here's your host, The Savvy Founder and armchair sociologist himself, Philip Topham. Hello, welcome to The Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham, your host. And I'm very happy to have Adam Young from uh, Vardy today. How you doing, Adam? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we got connected uh, through your accelerator, the Expert Dojo. And for our audience, let's start off with, uh, you know, just a little bit about uh, your company that you've created. What's Vardy? Sure. So Vardy is the virtual party. You basically enter virtual spaces. You take a photo, kind of like you can see on my screen. And you, then you walk around and you smash another photos to start a video chat. So we're being used by communities uh, to really increase the engagement of their communities. But the big vision here is to kind of be like the first ever real way to socialize online where like, you know, you interact just as, you, as authentically as you do in real life. You enter a space for like, uh, we all like Marvel movies or entrepreneurs in New York City, singles in New York City, whatever it is, the targeted niche, and you interact real time, face to face, no posts, no anything else. Got it. Yeah, for those of you that might be listening to just the podcast, uh, what Adam's describing is imagine you have a, a picture of a, a room, a bar, a conference thing. And there's little icons of people and you just drag and drop and move them around. And as soon as you, you join, you're part of that conversation. So it's not like you have to use zoom where you have to say breakout session and manually do, and then manually hop from one place to another, you just drag and drop. And you're suddenly in a new conversation. So it's really cool. Uh, check it out. I'll try getting this post. Oh, well, I will get this posted to YouTube so you guys can see that or We'll put the show notes in with the uh, the demo that Adam has too. So, so how did you come up with this idea? Right at the start of the pandemic, I was super bored. Just moved from uh, California to New York City, and was like, "Damn, all the bars just closed. I want to go to a virtual bar." Um, but if I'm going to go to a virtual bar, like I want to kind of see who I'm talking to, you know? Right. So that was the idea. You walk around a virtual space and you video chat them when you're near them. Um, but no one else really wanted to go to a virtual bar besides me. We realized the same social dynamic of like kind of more authenticity to this, these virtual worlds was useful for a lot of things. So that's how we kind of organically arrived at all of our use cases. People were just reaching out to wanting to use it for uh, their university networking events. Um, we tried some dating events as well. Um, which we're still exploring and then churches, you know, very organically started using it for a virtual church lobby. So, so let me get this straight. You, you wanted it because you just wanted to hang, you know, go hang out with people in a, in a bar type situation, re replace right. that. But then other people got to see what you were doing and they said, Oh, can I use this? So, it, it, so that's sort of that, that, class is sort of not quite the classic uh, customer discovery. Like you built something and then you happen to discover the customer through, through that process. When you, when you talk to different customers and different use cases, what was the, what's the, what was the driving theme? What, what did they really want? 
They wanted serendipity and authenticity to their interacting online, you know, like, but being able to bump into someone actually yields a lot of, in the workplace, certainly, but, you know, like Eureka moments and stuff, but uh, socially, there's a lot of fun in meeting people you didn't intend to meet, you know, right. at the bar, right. someone's near you, they overhear you, things like that, where you bump into someone. So they, they wanted that, but they, they, they also functionally just wanted the ability to like fluidly move in and out of breakout rooms, essentially, because Zoom didn't really provide such a, a nice feature where you can like fluidly, like very dynamically change and adding this like little virtual space kind of makes it visually very like intuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think like the core theme amongst all of our you know users, as opposed to similar platforms, is that these are really ones that like want simplicity with how it works. They don't really want like a ton of customization features. They just want this thing to work super easy. And it just is easier than like organizing them like Zoom or like other platforms that are similar um, to get this going. Yeah, I'm reminded of, of some of the, you know, the product development things where products uh, start out very simple and then they start adding more and more and more features. And and I sometimes feel Zoom is that way. It keeps adding and adding features and pretty soon it's going to be bloatware. Uh, keeping it simple sounds, uh, you know, nice. You know, we, we want simple. So you started this uh, in March of 2020 and, and we're now a year and a half from that viewpoint. So give me what's happened in a year and a half. Well, I went full time in March of 2021. Um, and since then, I was able to like, you know, really try to get into an accelerator, which we did. Um, we kind of narrowed in on a couple markets and the product's super, super stable. It's like a really good product. And the team has, you know, as the early stage companies kind of people filter in and out. And now we've really arrived at like the core founding team. So I would say those three things are, are very foundational. Um, and we're not quite in like the growth, hyperscaling growth mode, but like, I think we can get there pretty soon because we now know where we want to run. And before we were kind of exploring all these use cases, now we know that churches like it and we know it can be used for like uh, influencer meeting greets. So those are really like the two ones we're running with. There's actually a lot more overlap than you'd expect with those two. So it makes it easier. Uh, Yeah. I I would expect that people are people, right? Like you said, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know, adrenaline, dopamine, whatever. When we're standing in a line at a Starbucks and or sitting and having our coffee and overhear a conversation and sort of yeah. butt our nose in and say, hey, yeah, I know somebody that can help your problem. That's that's a really cool feeling. Totally. So help help the audience that, you know, from when you had that idea that that when did you how did you know that you needed to take go full time? Because sometimes yeah. that's a scary thing. That's a scary thing. How, what was your situation? Was it I was scary? I mean, I, I, the goal was to go full time, you know, from, yeah. from the second I started working on it. Um, it was just a matter of when could I like financially afford to do so, um, as well as like, did I have enough faith in that I, I could, you know, there was certainly a risk that I wouldn't be able to, you know, have been able to raise a bit of money to support myself um, or whatever. But I had enough faith because like, you know, I saw a lot of things. I saw that like people, the retention numbers were really good for people that were using the product. I also saw that it was a good market out there, um, especially for like virtual spaces. So I felt confident based on those things. 
now how naive that was, whatever, to just, you know, take the jump. But I think, you know, you have to take a bit of a risk when you take the jump. But I mean, like, I, 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 I would love to do this, you know, the rest of my life pretty much. Nice. So, so when you started with the idea, you knew that you wanted to, to, to have a business and, and have that business be full-time. And then in the course of doing your work, you discovered that it really had, you proved to yourself that it, it had legs. There was something there. You yeah. tapped into something, right? You'd found something and then you decided to, to go. Yeah. In yeah, def- definitely. And I felt like, um, you know, it, if I didn't go full time, then this thing was, we were not going to get to where we need to be. Like we wouldn't have gotten into an accelerator because no one would trust me. You know, right. I didn't believe in it. I took the jump with not much money in my bank account. I was just like, let's go, let's do this. Got it. So that's, that's wonderful. So, so uh, how long from when you, like you said, uh, how long did it take you to get that functional product built? Because uh, your your background's in the computer science space, right? Yeah. Why don't we digress there? What's your what is your background? So, okay, sure. So I was a computer science major at uh, UC Berkeley, and I interned at Uber doing machine learning. And I worked at Boston Consulting Group doing consulting for about a year. Um, and yeah, that's my background. <laughs> but, but all coding coding type of work oh not a, not a bcg a bcg was just like business strategy stuff but um at uber was, was coding got it i kind of want to learn the business side the goal is always to you know start my own tech company from day one of my life so from day one in your life so when did you yeah, get the early, yeah yeah i know i know no, no, but but when did you decide that was it in junior high was it high school college when, um, when did I, mean, you say, I, a lot of, I was really into like to be honest, like physics in like high school. Um, and I was like, okay, I could like see myself like getting into these sciences, but I kind of want to like have a real impact in the world immediately. And I was like, okay, so like becoming like a, a, an inventor. I'm like, okay, what does an inventor look like in the modern day? And it's really hard to start like a, like a physics-based product when you have no, unless you get like a PhD or I don't know. I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, but it did feel, it felt like capital intensive and, you know, like maybe you need to go like a lot of degrees kind of thing. And then software was like not very capital intensive and you didn't need a bunch of degrees. You just know how to code. And that seems like a really clean path to inventing and, you know, getting real impact in the world too. seems like this amazing thing. Like, so I, I would say like more high school than to college. Got it. College is what I narrowed it on just computer science. Got it. And so in that uh, you, you had that drive to, to make an impact on the world, uh, looked at what your skills were and, and came up with, hey, this is, you know, in, in capital resources and said, hey, I can make an impact here. Uh, let's try it. Let's go. Yeah. So from that first March uh, from a year and a half ago, uh, how long did it take you to get the product built? And you said you right. used you used a lot of different people First, to help yeah, you. Yeah, there are a lot of people working on it. So I mean, like a few. Um, May of 2020 is like when we started, or April, late April of 2020. First line of code right in. We launched in late August of 2020, and like that's you know pretty similar to the product you see now in many ways. There's obviously like a lot of like nuances that are different, but you know that's a few months to to do it. But then like it was really really shitty. 
like the video chat was barely working. So December of 2020, like all the video chat work was super stabilized and now the product can work really well. And that's when we started to get some users. Got it. So uh, what was in that time frame? what was the biggest um, challenge that you faced? Was it, what was it? Oh, there are so many. Um, I could start, you know, on the, on the product side, you mean, or on like, yeah, well, no, no, you, you, so you're building a business, right. And you're aiming towards getting to the point where you're, you can sell it and scale it, go to an accelerator. Sure, so sure. What, what, what was, what, you know, what were your, maybe your top three, 3 a.m. Uh, problems that so you would, saying, that you wish you might've, you know, either knew ahead of time or you, they, you, you could have planned for, or you, yeah. you wish you knew. Oh my God. So many. Um, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just talk, I'll just start, just come up with three. I don't know if these are the three biggest ones, but just off the top of my head. Um, uh, <laughs> certainly like recruiting is hard when you're not funded and re- retaining them is hard when you're not funded. And then like, you want people to be full-time and you don't have money to pay them. That's hard. Um, but I luckily was able to kind of inspire some people that really felt attached to this and really talented people too. I liked the big vision of like authentic interacting online. So second big challenge, focusing, you know, the business strategy, because you can't be everything for everybody. And there are a lot of use cases for something like Vardy. So, you know, while we may be going only after a couple now, um, we were going after everything before, like we, were, like we didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? It was like, we would do this one, this one, this one. This right, case. right. Yeah. Third, the video chat is really hard. So I would put that up there. It breaks and like, you can't break. As opposed to other products where like, you can be kind of buggy and like, it still works. Like you click through like a, I don't know, yeah. like a, some project management this, software. I don't know. Yeah, people, people, uh, yeah. So what I heard was rec- recruiting when you got no money, which is, which we'll ask, you know, how did you solve that in a second? Sure. Being focused because the idea is pretty simple and we're all humans. We need this interactivity. Yeah. So where, where's the perfect fit, you know, that product market fit kind of journey. And then in your case, the technical expertise, because it was it, it, the customer would demand the the minimum the proverbial minimum viable yeah. is pretty high in that chat has to work. Right. So that's what you, you said. And I think that's really very common for a lot of companies is understanding what is, um, you know, their focus. Uh, I, I call it the, um, as part of my fast framework. I, I say that the most important thing is the founder has to have three F's. They have to have focus follow through and fortitude to get it done before they start, you know, to, to move them forward. If they don't have those three things, if they're just chasing dollars, they probably don't have the fortitude, you know, or, or you know, the focus and the other things. So hats off to you. Good job. Uh, on recruiting, what, is there any tips that you would share with other founders suffering the same thing? How, how do you inspire people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, these were like mostly friends and friends of friends. So the trust was kind of there for one that that's helpful. And also I think doing trials 
is is a good way for people to get their feet wet and like you know sort of fall in love with the work uh-huh so that's those are the two very actionable things i would suggest nice. that work for me yeah did, so and your friends are friends did you have a big network did you did you know a lot of people yeah, yeah, I would say I would say I know a lot of people. Um, I don't know if like any more than anyone else that goes to like you know a big school and it's a computer science maybe. But uh, you know they know a lot of people. And if you're pushy, then you can get to know someone. If you're push everyone, like who do you know? Who do you know? Right. So so you were not. I wouldn't characterize you as the physicist that's the introvert. You were out there talking to people and and yeah, right. Course. Right. Of so course, that's a skill, yeah. right? You probably don't even realize you have that great skill talking to people. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to. Well, you, you created Vardy. Yeah. You wanted, you wanted to interact with people, right? It was, yeah, it was a very internal motivated motivation that I, right. I couldn't not do it. I couldn't not be messaging people. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, do you know anyone? Nice. So being well enough, to talk to people, get out, ask them, give them an opportunity to try, fall in love with the idea, the work. And so those are excellent tips. Love it. Um, how did you, how did you master the focus piece? Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, just setting objectives of what you're going to do, I think is a good way to do it. I mean, like there's many ways to talk about focus like focusing on the market or focusing on like what work you're doing and just like giving yourself like treating it like homework in a way or like being just being scheduled like these are things i always struggled with like growing at like college and high school honestly it was just like being like regimented so like I mean, it might be easier for some people than others but like for me it's like i'd like oh i want to do this 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 and this and i'll keep doing things and it's just like nope 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 force yourself to ignore those things and do the thing you said you were going to do so like we're, we're doing we're in sales mode right now okay like we're, we're emailing. Got That's it. it. Stop. So, you, so you sort of time blocked the, you know, sort of time blocked or time focused, uh, your, what you're doing. Yeah. Those are, those are good strategies. Um, I was, I was like to say, if you're not, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. So when you're having to force yourself to do the homework and, you know, be disciplined, it's, it's wonderful to hear. Um, it's like when we're doing homework, we don't really want to do it. But when it's for us and we get to see the benefit, we'll knuckle down and do it, right? Yeah. Good stuff. And then you said the video, the technical uh, part, getting the video chat right, um, that's quite an accomplishment because it is, it is a big piece of it, right? Yeah. How, did you have a great hire that knew how to do it? Or, you know, yeah, how did- exactly. So you, so you found somebody that had the capabilities <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. it done. Pretty much. Um, we all worked really hard at it, though. So, you know, it wasn't just him, but, um, you know, figuring out the, how the best experience to do it as well, to engage in a video call, um, overlapping, and then triggers a video call. Like, I, I mean, if they are on their video, they can see my screen, but. Nice. So, yeah. uh, and then, as you got there and then you made that decision to go full time, uh, you'd proven it out. How did you, you know, how long did it take you to select or uh, find an accelerator? What was that process like? Um, you know, we like applied to a few 
and sort of spoke to Brian was very inspired by his passion and like I knew that he would be like genuinely like involved in us you know um which that's how he is with the companies he works with like oh like Brian's the guy who runs Expert Dojo yeah man um yeah it was uh certainly uh one of the quicker investments I think he made I think he just really like, I think he really liked the product I guess my advice on getting into an accelerator would be you better have a product, you know, don't apply if you don't have a product, like people that apply with an idea, maybe that works for like some accelerators. It, 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 I don't think anyone next for Dodo has gotten in without a product. Um, but, you know, sometimes that can speak for itself. I mean, that, that was my unique case, right? Like our, our uh, numbers like weren't amazing, like in terms of like sales, like our retention numbers are really good, but like, he was just like, yeah, I, I can see this for a minute. Like this can really be a thing. And I didn't have to do much talking because of that. Yeah, uh, I get it. And, and it's, it's uh, like you said, it's more than an idea. You, you proved that you could build something and you had it technically great. You also had that use case and people could, you know, see that yeah. stickiness of that need, right? Um, yeah. And you were all in. It wasn't that's a case of you were half in and half out, you know? That's you were, it. That's, yeah, like, just let the facts speak for yourself, you know? Like, I, like am I committed? Look at me. Um, I'm, I quit my job, you know? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Um, as, you, as you look forward, uh, what's next for Vardy? Well, we have, like, a really big uh, influencer meeting greet. November 2nd, we're, we're partnering with some uh like influencer startup and then some influencer to do a big meet and greet of like five to ten thousand people so we're going to keep doing like events like this huge ones the best over the next two months um and like just keep narrowing further you know maybe it's not just influencer meet and greets maybe it's political influencer meet and greets you know um, we're getting narrower and narrower um and we're finding similar use cases. So for churches, you know, the other uh, track that we're running, um, you know, it's not just churches. Don't, like, don't, don't go down the street and ask them if they want to use party. They probably won't. Ask, you know, the big mega church that's in Texas or California if they want to use party. Not even just that, the ones that are like mostly online and then have like five, you know what I mean? Like we get narrower and narrower. Right. It's sort of iterative, ideal customer profile search yeah uh, yeah i agree if figuring out exactly both the demographic and the psychographic so what, what what's been harder for you is it the demographic or the psychographic to figure out demographics the psychographic uh we i think we, we know what it is um i mean certainly there's that's not i mean we, it's not it's imperfect but like that we had more intuition on because we, we built it for our psychographic, you know, which is people that were like, damn, like, I really want to meet, like, I don't feel like super fulfilled in who my, you know, friends are or whatever it is. I want like a certain, like for me, it was like, I want to meet more entrepreneurs that are in New York city. Right. Um, everyone on our team actually has their own sort of social need they want to fill, um, whatever it is. But psychographic, I think uh, it's people that like, are maybe a little extroverted. I don't think they have to be, but they certainly like meeting people and they value authenticity. These are not the people that hide behind their screen 
and are posting on Facebook and Instagram all day and like don't have any real friends in real life. These are people that like actually like prefer to talk to people and don't want me to post the, the, the story, you know, to Instagram. I yeah. think that that means is like, these are, these are more authentic people. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's that, um, I was thinking of the other big phenomena out there that came up your club clubhouse, where it was the yeah. audio, uh, audio, but yours is more smaller personal interactions, free flowing. Totally. Right. Uh, yeah. That's exactly I, I right. Def- definitely see that happening as you, as you look forward, um, you know, we've got an audience out there. What what help do you need with your business? Is there anything that you would like to ask them for help? Oh, um, well, do you guys need virtual events? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, like whether it may be, maybe you're not even like a virtual events. Maybe you're not hosting a virtual event, but maybe it'd be helpful as a marketing tool, you know, or some, not even just as a marketing tool, but like, it's like just like more authentic than that. Like just in, you know, engaging your community if you're a community-based company. Um, yeah. So, so basically, any anybody's listening that is, you know, sick and tired of the Zoom meetings and wants a different way of interacting and creating, sure, and, yeah. and you know, give give Adam a call and and check out Vardy and see what what it might work. It might you might end up uh, building a product for an entire new mer- vertical. Through that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, your journey has been a short journey from, from the idea to, 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 to hear, and you've done a, a lot in that time. Uh, anything that you wish you would have known before you started the journey? Yeah. A million things again. Um, <laughs> like, God, you have to do sales. There's no way around it. Like you're not going to just build the best product, and like people aren't just going to use it. Like sales is super important. Um, learn how to do it right. Like use things like Apollo, you know, to automate, like sending emails and stuff. Just like knowing oh, there's so much to know out there. Like just, you know, you you, be, you better be learning all the time and like reading it, like Y Combinator videos or you know, watching Y Combinator is like reading up on startups, like read some startup books. Cause there's just so, so many best practices that, you know, make you so much more efficient. Um, uh, what else? What are specifics? Like how to lead maybe like just the, the strategies should not be like, you know, I was definitely guilty of this in the beginning, like being kind of very domineering about what the product should look like and how it should be, you know, um, you know, the, accepting some micro losses is actually a good thing. Like, like, you know, now with the team, I kind of trust everyone and I just sort of just want to stay out of their way, to be honest. Um, I, I trust them to do their thing. Right. And like, you know, it's a very collaborative environment now. So that, that's, that's a, as a leader, if you're, if you're the CEO, make it very, very equal. Um, that's uh, very wise for your a very wise for right. your years, right? You know, get out of the way and lead and trust your yeah. people. But, but that's that end, like you bet you should trust them or you won't want to get out of their way, right? If these people are not good, then like, obviously you're going to want to like take control, but like, that's why it's important to hire slowly and like really make sure that you, you like these people and that you can trust them. And then like, just, yeah, let them run and give them the ability to be awesome. Like stuff that they would want to do or Wonderful. don't hire them. Right. If, if it's not, if you yeah. don't have a need for that, then don't hire them, but make sure that they, they want to do the work they're doing. 
they're good at it um and you like them as people and then you should just back off (laughs) nice so so with that to, to to find the one person that was great how many people did you did you go through to find the the great person that that um, certainly there were people on your team that probably didn't make it for whatever reason there might their personal lives might have been different and yeah i wouldn't say anyone was bad or great or you know i don't apply judgment to anyone um but i mean like just just giving raw numbers i think i've worked with like 10 or so uh-huh. well, I, I don't know it's it's a good number of people um in various capacities but um you know a lot of them weren't full, most of them weren't full-time or whatever um but get to this team it was it was quite a number of people yeah it's yeah yeah exactly it's it's it there's no no there's no judgment of that around you know everybody's in their own place of what they can and can't do and what their capabilities are right right Right. yeah it's just it's so it's it's just for the audience you know you're never going to get you know a hundred percent commitment from people uh throughout the entire part of your business and especially when you're startup and it's scary and risky you know, uh, people come and go. Um, but when you, when they're, when it's right, it's right. Yeah, for sure. This is, right. yeah. Maybe it's also a product of me growing as a leader is, is also my point, but like, it feels like this team is just like, we're all f- really good friends Yeah, and we're all like on the same page on some things, you know, like the core values, but you know, not on everything, which is helpful. Help me understand that growing as a leader. Cause, cause learning to back off and trust people you said you know you, yeah. you had to learn that skill how, how did you learn it like some people never learn it well i mean i, I mean it, it was also like this whole experience has been very humbling you know so <laughs> you know like <laughs> like like i i thought like oh we'll build, we'll build it my way it'll, it'll take off like who did i think i was you know like it's almost like shut up adam like that's not how <laughs> you know, maybe, like really like who do you think you are to Think that you can just build this perfect product and yeah all will be well um, nice so having that not happen was like okay maybe i don't know everything and i actually probably like it, it would only be good to accept more opinions um because yeah that, that it was sort of just like consistently like you know we weren't growing as much as i wanted to and i'm like okay i'm clearly doing something wrong like really i'm not so, so you were willing, you were willing to look at like the goal and go, we're not getting there. I, I got to do something different. I'm going to, let's, yeah, let's try it. Exactly, right. Exactly. So that's, that's, it's that's also really the other advice. Thing, like, the other thing is like the, everyone's happier, you know? Yeah. Which is course. another thing. So those are the two outputs. Nice. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, it reminds me to, when I used to, be in corporate America and have to buy software for big corporations. I, I, I made two judgments. Um, I used to say, are the customers of the product happy? And then are the people working in the company happy? Are the programmers and customer service happy? If, they're, if everybody's happy, it's probably a good product. If one's happy and one's hap- unhappy, it's probably a bad product. <laughs> So it's, it's nice that you're working on that. Uh, you also said, uh, I want to recap these wonderful things you said, uh, leadership and trusting your team. 
recognizing that you really do need to do sales and you need to be serious about it with the sales automation yeah. tools, the CRM tools. And constantly be educating yourself because you don't, you don't know what you don't know and be open to learning and continue learning. Cause you're, you're trying to get like an MBA in what, 18 months, right? And, yeah. That's a good way to put it. I mean, like it's even, it's, yeah, an MBA would probably be less useful than the learning you could do on YouTube. Like, I think, I don't know. Like, the, the thing is, like, I feel like everyone that's well, probably most people that are watching your podcast are kind of where I was, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. They're all on the, they're all on yeah. that path looking to figure out how to get to the round A and build out their people, business. Yeah. There are probably already people that are like working on, on learning this stuff and they should not just learn the high level, like, oh, you like lean startup method stuff. They should learn like the, the granular, boring, what are the tools I need to use? You know, how do I, like, <laughs> exactly. how, how, do I design, how do I design on Figma? Um, you know, like they should learn, they should just learn a lot and like, it'll pay off and it'll be more fun when you get over that, that heap of work. Yeah, it's, it's exactly, you know, the MBA, you know, they presume your company already has a budget, you know, and when you're a startup, you're, yeah. you're trying to go like, I don't have a budget. I just need to get stuff. I just need to get this design and the screenshots done. So uh, a pre, yeah, absolutely. You're constantly learning. You're constantly figuring out stuff and, and, and focusing on what needs to be done in, in little sprints. You know, I'm going to work on sales this week and I'm going to work on design yeah. next week. Right. Uh, so those are wonderful. Uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. I think there's a lot of people that can benefit from what you have. You know, I'll welcome you to the, you know, the savvy founder elite, uh, you know, anybody, any founder willing to help another founder and share your knowledge. I really appreciate that. And I know the audience does really. So thank you. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. So if you like the show or you want to reach, you know, read the show notes, reach out to Adam, help him with his product. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, in the trenches doing what you're trying to get done and it can help you out. Uh, I'm Philip Topham, the Savvy Founder. Make sure you leave a five-star review. If you want to talk to me or chat, certainly book uh, at askthesavvyfounder.youcanbook.me. I'll have that in the show notes. I also have Adam's stuff in there, uh, contact information. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Wishing you a bright and profitable future in both your personal and business life. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and check out our website for tips, thesavvyfounder.com. You can also follow Philip on Clubhouse at The Savvy Founder, wishing you a profitable and bright future. Safe journeys. See you next week.